Rats, rats eat eggs. Hello, everybody. This podcast is Lava. My name is James Font. With me, as always, Sam Shoemaker. And this this other guy right here for the who, very who first time. Why is he so tall? Is he a giant? I think he's a giant. We're going to be talking about that Standing today. Standing at six foot seven. Mainly from my legs. Six foot seven. We have Gregory Lee Andrews. Or was that seven foot six? We'll never know. So today's a little bit different. Um, we've been doing a lot of interviews recently, and so we're going to step away from that. We're going to go back to our roots. We've only we've almost been doing this a year, Sam. Did you know that? That's that's crazy. Almost a year, and we're going to go back to some of our fan favorites, a myths and legends episode. So this is Pennsylvania's myths and legends, brought to you by Sam Shoemaker and Gregory. Because James. Did not do research. I didn't do any research because that's not my job. True thing. But hey, you know what? This is consistent. This is consistent content. You have remained consistent and not doing research <laughs> this entire podcast, and I love it. You know it. what else I've also been consistent at? Releasing. I was just going to say, releasing the podcast, the podcast, editing the podcast. You know what? I don't, I'm not saying it's unappreciated. I'm saying that's consistent, and I admire that. I admire consistency. I appreciate your admiration. I turned my earphones down too long. So, um, guys... As we started off with every podcast of a myths and legend uh, nature before, what does the name of Pennsylvania mean? Um, Pennsylvania means a place where you keep your pens in your veins. He's, yeah. Uh. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it'd be more interesting than that. Or the, than the name that it actually is, because like you think of... What, is, what does Pennsylvania mean, Sam? Well, I'll tell you, but I want to say... Greg, you didn't say anything yet. Well, you guys don't give me a okay, chance. Greg, Greg, <laughs> Allow me to... Break in, break in, just... I'm just going to... You just lay it on you right you, now. Pennsylvania stands for a city full of pens. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no, no, no. Okay, what is a... What is a pen? P-E-N-N. It's a pennant, which is a, which is a triangle flag. The bell, the ben, Am the I not, bell. I'm right. I'm right. Right. The bell is not shaped in the triangle, so obviously it is not that. Well, this was this was what I was thinking in my head. This train already exploded. Continue. <laughs> Transylvania, right? The home of of uh, Dracula. Dracula. <laughs> of Bat Guy. <laughs> I don't know what that means anymore because didn't Pennsylvania. He, didn't he have a hotel? That's a movie. He had three hotels. He had three. One no, was a cruise ship. It was technically just a. One hotel, and you just had three I, I movies. And that. then one I, was a I'm crappy not, spinoff. He, he doesn't on a have boat. a three hotel, sir. That's not how movies work, Greg. So, Miss and Legend, does the Count Dracula have three hotels, or just a cruise ship, or just three movies? Or is it all the Matrix? It's all the Matrix. Okay, so <laughs> Pennsylvania, right? It actually stands, or it means rather, Penn's Woodland. As in the possessive, Penn's. Woodland. Woodland. What does that mean? Um, it was a Quaker man named William Penn. He was actually given the land by, uh, let's see, King Charles II of England in 1681 as some sort of repayment for a debt that was owed him from the crown. Now, this was actually one of the 13 original colonies of America. So that actually gives us a little bit more... Juicy goodness to go with because it's been around a lot longer. So there's a lot more people that have been there to tell made up tales. stories. Folk I tales. mean, well, myths and legends. Yeah, because you know, 
A lot of the stories that I was researching today, and well, not today, I mean this whole week, because I wouldn't do research just today. <laughs> Every college student <laughs> ever. Who are we kidding? <laughs> I would do research like throughout the entire week, because that's how I do it. These have been planned for months in advance. We never wait for the deadline. No. So, some of the the coolest stories are clearly fake, or just... Uh, well, of course, well, it's like the story of... Uh, <clears throat> Why can't I think of his name? Bigfoot. No, something Boone. I'm losing my Daniel mind. Daniel Boone was a Daniel man. Daniel Boone. I wanted to say Paul Boone. I was like, that's two things. Paul, Paul Bunyan. Bunyan. But if you, there's different Daniel Boone books. There's like the act. What he was a real person, right? Yeah. Okay. Or, see, or David Crockett was. One of oh, them is crap. one of them is fake. One of them is real. I think, or maybe they're both real, but one of them. Any, okay, one, one of them died at the Alamo. Maybe it was David Davy Crockett. But anyways, they there was a book where. It was a tall tales of Davy Crockett or Paul Boone. Paul Boone? Gosh dang it. Davy Crockett you or Daniel Boone. Daniel Boone. And it was like, he was born with hair on his chest and he killed he a bear when he was only three. Yep. That's the song. Okay, so, like so that, was, that was what it was. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> he is Chuck Norris. I think both of them actually were real, but then like the TV show and movies that came out about the characters inflated them, you know, because they're like, oh, they're like the wilderness. They're like the... The men who forged the West, kind of. Real know. quick plug. Oh, we're going to do a plug. Do you guys drink water or any kind of beverage and put it down on your nice wood countertops? Or fake press board like this? You can't see that. But anyways, would you prefer to set it on a coaster? I would. This podcast is Lava Coaster. Just, wow. Wow. So many wow. coasters. Look at this coaster. So it's... So round that you could put a cup on it. If you would like your very own wow. This Podcast is Lava Coaster, be sure to message us on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at this podcast is, this podcast is lava at gmail.com and give us your email address. Your street, your street, your street address. address. Sorry. Your street address or P.O. box, and we will send you one to seven of these very cool. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I burped too much. These very, very cool coasters. So be sure to pick yourself up one today. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, throwing up, headaches, back pain, lower back pain, femur breaking. Especially if <laughs> your hope, name is Penny. I hope that you just cut that like right as I start to say something. So that it's just like side effects may include cut. Anyways. Yeah. So um, for instance, this is a great myth and legend that was immediately debunked basically. There was this rumor of the green glowing man oh, or like no. the green mist man. And was he from Fallout 76? He was a glowing one from Fallout 76. Wow. No, what he actually was was a childhood burn victim. Okay. His That's face, way more his tragic. His face was completely melted off. That's and way more tragic. So he would only go out at night uh, to walk his dog and to just go outside and... He did that to not scare the neighbors and such, but people would see him as they're driving down the street in their cars and they would think that they'd just seen some sort of monster or ghost. And so this legend popped up around him. It turned out it was just a very nice young man who was horribly deformed and as a being child. Very respectful of his neighbors and not to frighten them. Yes. They, there was actually a news article about him that said that he was a very kind, gentle spirit, but he was just, you know, he did not want he to alarm people at a young yeah. age. That's, that's and, tragic and also heartwarming. 
So as with like Ohio, also, there's a lot of stories of like the elusive lost gold treasure, like buried out in the woods, buried up in the hills, you know, the typical story. Yeah, yeah. There's and gold everywhere. There's gold everywhere. And it's always, you know, pirate treasure or something like that. There's a story in particular that I found where a soldier was carrying payroll and supposedly he was robbed by Indians um, traveling alone with payroll. And that sounds normal. That right, sounds le- right, seems right. legit. And then he gets back to his unit. You know, he's like, oh, I was, I was robbed. And they questioned him intensely and they never found the treasure. And then he was killed in action later on. And I, I don't see that as like a myth or a legend. I see that as more the guy took the payroll for himself, buried it somewhere, intended to come back. And then, yeah, he he got the not alive. So I will say this as a preface, as something to get you excited and interested in this episode. There is a very interesting story about um, lost gold and treasure. That will be the, the, uh, the height of the 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 crescendo antithesis. No, that would mean the opposite. I know. Actually, no. The antithesis is like the the truest meaning of something. I so it's not the pinnacle. It would be the pinnacle of, uh, of what it is. Yeah, it's the pinnacle of this episode. Anyways, Greg, what did you have for uh, myths and legends? So actually, I found multiple stories through the web website and internet. Some of the stories that I found were one of them was. About the seven gates of hell. Ooh, I read about that. Ooh, it's, it's in Pennsylvania because that is such. That is hell on earth. Yeah. Whoa. No. It's actually, very pretty. It is very pretty. So, with this story, goes along with two side stories that lead into it. And so, there are two things. One was a insane asylum, and then the other one was a psychotic doctor that. As all good stories start. Mm-hmm. Well, if you think about it, all doctors back then were psychotic because they're like, do we need your dead bodies? So, so like, like <laughs> what if we like took out the bad blood and we gave it to someone we wanted to die? Let's so take like, out your bad blood and give you so some So what if we leeches. like took all of your blood out and then replaced it with pond water? Let's see what happens. I have this great idea with your body. Don't, don't. Mind me, just you know, working on it. Just allow me to do whatever I need to to it. So, if I took an ice pick through your eye and removed some of your brain bits, what if you were not um, psychotic? Hey, so you know how depression is a thing? (laughs) Not if I lobotomize you. (laughs) Not if I like take out the entire front of your brain and just kind of like turn it into mashed potatoes. All right. So, who wants to go? (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first? I really don't care. I'll start it off light. All right. So Sam is going to start it off. Is this a myth or a legend? Or is it both? This is a... Hold on. What's the difference? This is a mythical... This is a mythical wonder of the world. I'm so, still, I'm still so waiting for an answer. Is, is LeBron a legend or a myth? He's, is, is Michael Jordan a legend or a myth? A legend. Okay, so a legend is someone who is cool and did something, or it's an actual thing, is what I'm my under my opinion. And a myth is like it could be true or it's not. Right. Like well, I'm just trying to get your opinion on this. That's what I was Iliad, asking. What's your opinion? The on? Iliad and the Odyssey are myth. Right? Like they're they're tales that you tell around a campfire. A legend, I feel like, is more a legendary tall tale. Like a story that 
came from something true, and then sometimes bits and pieces of the story get distorted, but it's still like telephone, you know, some sort yeah. of truth. Yeah, that's what I would view it as. And it then, is- of course, we also have like the buried treasure, so we have kind of a third element to it all. This one is hard to kind of classify, but have either of you ever heard of Gravity Hill? No, nope. I have not heard of Gravity Hill. The cool thing Pennsylvania. is Pennsylvania. It's not it's not a location in Pennsylvania specifically. And why are you talking about there it? There are multiple <laughs> there are multiple places called Gravity Hill. Or some Is the gravity really dense there or not? The gravity is reversed there. Whoa. And the cool thing is, I've actually been there. Now what was it like? That's exciting, dude. The Gravity Hill that I was at is different. I think there's like approximately three or four across Pennsylvania. And the one I was at, there was a postman who parked his car for lunch at the bottom of a hill. And then went upside down? Didn't set the parking brake. Oh, no. And began to roll up the hill. What if he didn't set the parking brake and it just went straight up? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess gravity decided not to work today. (laughs) Imagine that. Just, what the, what? What the? But if he oh. would have set the parking brake, it would have been fine. <laughs> no, that's weird. So it went. So supposedly it went up the hill. It goes up the hill. That's and, interesting. And uh, you know, I he, mean, that goes along with the Earth is flat. How? Because in that particular area, it's a little slanted, so it's just flat, and there's one flat plane. It still doesn't make sense. Though. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I was like, where are you I going? I suppose with this? maybe maybe it's like he he tipped the balance of the flat Earth, so the yeah, Earth yeah, went yeah, like yeah, this. Yeah. And then he starts going up the hill. <laughs> well, I actually ah. watched a show one time called Factor Faked, and it had a similar story to this where um, there was this school bus that stopped at this um, like railroad crossing, and then they put in like they left it in neutral because they were just sitting there and they didn't have their foot on the brake, and then the car like the bus was rolling into the the intersection. The, yeah, or the the railroad. Yeah, and then a train hit the bus and like killed a bunch of passengers. Well, then like later, like people are trying to see whether or not this is real or not, and so they would park their car on the top of the hill, and then they would just leave it in neutral, and then their car would start rolling up the hill. But then they tested it, Whoa. and what was actually happening was all the trees in that area were leaning, like it was making it. It was an optical illusion. It was making it seem like that area. Was going uphill when really but it was actually going downhill. Yes. Whoa. Well, that's the leading theory for all these gravity hills as well. At least that's the that's the rational theory that it goes just, on with it, it. It takes away from the name when it's like all of these gravity hills are optical illusions. Yeah. Well, we we went. Or, yeah. My mom and I went to this like a allu- I don't know. It was like kind of like a coastside, but it was outside. Okay, like a like a fun house kind of thing where everything's yeah. like upside down or like the small so rooms like, and stuff like that. We we stood on this even <clears throat> plane and there were two bricks and they were they were side by side and they were even. And so at the time I was shorter than my mom. And so we would stand on on these bricks and she would obviously be taller and then I'd be shorter and then we would change bricks and I would be taller than her and she'd be shorter than Is me. it because the room uh, it wasn't a room. It was outside. Really? It was weird. There is a... There... I think it was because it was like on the peninsula or like... Okay. It was something really weird like that. On the equator? On the equator. Not pen- yeah. a peninsula. Weird. <laughs> so, well, see, there's... It was on a peninsula, therefore... There is weird things like that where when you're, on the, when you're on the equator, water does not spin when it goes down a drain. 
If you're on one side of the equator, it spins counterclockwise. If you're on the other side of the equator, it spins clockwise. Just weird, weird things with the yeah. way the Earth works. Um, there is an optical illusion where if you have a room that is built like this, the ceiling and the floor go like this, and you have someone stand here. What and is this there. for our audio listeners? Um, if <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It's, you have to look up the optical illusion room. Um, basically, it's where if two objects that are the exact same size are placed in the opposite corners of the room, when you look straight on at them, they look, one looks smaller and one looks larger. Because of the way the, the shape of the room, the floor slants and the ceiling slants, and it makes the two objects appear different size. But when you take them and you slide them towards each other, they become the same size. And if they pass and go to the opposite corners, then they, you know, they switch. Yeah. And it's all just your mind playing with your, with your sense of reality. So Gravity Hill, and I've been there, you get out of your car and you immediately start to lean. You're, you actually like Whoa. lean what appears to be the wrong way. And then if you take water out, let's say you take like a bottle of water, you pour it on the ground, it starts going uphill or what you perceive to be uphill. That's weird. Um, we tried this. We had, we had um, and somewhere on one of our old computers, we have actual video footage of it. And even on the video, um, there's some video that I've seen where in the video, the, the way the camera is capturing it, it really shows like, okay, this could be, you know, actually downhill or up like this could, you know, kind of the, the way your eye perceives it and the way the camera perceives it is different. And so sometimes the camera footage almost makes it look like it properly should be that you actually are rolling downhill and that you're not rolling well, then uphill. You have no depth perception. I don't know if that has anything to do. With it that. might have something to do with it. Um, but in the video, it looks like we are going uphill. Like it looks like we are That's going so up weird. at a 45 degree angle, like up a hill in this car in neutral. Uh, the water would go uphill. You'd drop a ball. The ball would roll uphill. Um, my uncle rode his motorcycle there. And when he went to park his motorcycle, he leaned it on the kickstand and it fell over the opposite way. Like it's leaning, you know, towards the kickstand to rest the bike and it falls over away from the kickstand. That's so weird. Yeah, they, I think he broke like a very expensive mirror. I don't remember if that's true or not, but so Gravity Hill, yeah, there's, Gravity Hill. there's a couple different ones. Um, if you Google it, they can give you coordinates. These aren't locations that are like touristy. The one we went to was literally the back of a stop sign that said Gravity Hill this way. Someone had spray paint on it. And then when you got to the actual physical location of the hill, there was a spray paint line that said, start here. And essentially, you know, you, you put your car on that line, put it in neutral and you'd roll uphill. That's so cool. It is, it is really wild. And th apparently I always thought there was just the one in Pennsylvania, but doing research, there's a couple and to make more things more interesting. Um, there is one, that I believe there's like some like, Oh, on this spot sometime back in history, somebody murdered their cheating spouse. And like, that's why the gravity's this way, but it happens multiple places and not all of them have some interesting, you know, cheating lover murder mystery. So I, I think that the uh, optical illusion is the most, why does it always have to be some cheating lover family? Cause it's more interesting. It's intriguing. It's um, drama. What if, I, what if I just wanted to kill my brother and then made that a horror movie? Well, you'd we would we would have it recorded here, and that'd be evidence. That'd be 
That sounds like a really boring horror movie for some reason. I don't know why I'm so crouched So my brother wants to kill me for no reason. (laughs) Like, literally no reason. Like The trailer comes out, a man wants to kill his brother for no reason. A man that has billions of dollars, and his brother that also has billions of dollars, because they invested in the same stock. Here's the thing. It It would actually sound better if the brother had no money, and so the billionaire just wanted to kill his brother for no reason. I'm just kidding. I don't know. All of this sounds weird. Greg, what is what is your first myth and or legend? My first myth is the seven gates of hell. The seven so seven gates of hell. Why are why does hell need so many gates? Well, the story behind it is if you pass through all seven gates, you are teleported straight to hell. Bro, why would you want to do that? No idea. Because according to a lot well, of people... Well, you know what they say, James. What? Curiosity put the cat in hell. <laughs> yeah, my dad said that all the time. Right? This is everyone's... Every time I'd be like, so dad, what are you doing? He'd be like, you know, James, curiosity put the cat in hell. <laughs> and I went, oh, yeah, dad, that makes sense. You that's, went to Google and you were, have a dog. You went to Google and you were going to look up something real bad and then you just remembered, curiosity put the cat in hell. Then I realized, I'm not a cat. Ah. So then what, what happened to all the cats in Egypt then? Did they go in? Did they go through the gates? Now, the question is, the question is not whether all dogs go to heaven, because all, all good boys go to heaven. But do all cats, all cats aren't 100% evil. Do they just go to purgatory? Next time on this podcast, <laughs> is about, we'll talk about supernatural. So anyways, seven gates of hell. So the that, was that the train exploded. Yep. The myth behind this is that no living person has passed through more than five gates and has lived to tell the tale. So what happens to them? No idea. Either they die or they just go missing or people are just insane and they just like to make up stuff. So gonna go with the last one. So probably. But I mean, for me personally, I feel curious enough to like, hey, let's go test this out and let's just go through all seven gates and so where are where are all seven gates they they're they used to be gates like built to show where they're at but because of so many people going to pennsylvania to the small town to see where they're at the town got annoyed of people coming and so they're they're just like we're gonna take these gates down we don't want these tourists that could give (laughs) us money Ugh, i hate this because most of the gates are on Private land, and so oh, then okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, it's like so, geocaching, pretty much. So they're like, and you know what? <laughs> geocaching to get to hell. <laughs> it's like okay, gate one is at coordinates eighteen to thirty three forty seven. You have to go past seven trees to the left. Hang right at the rusted old car. You'll find the first gate right there. Snap a picture of yourself when you go through it. Gate number two. <laughs> the keys for and, the Bugatti is in gate three. If you go there and make it through all all three gates, then you might be able to get the keys for the Bugatti. And on the fourth gate, you can if you snap a picture, you'll get a a small picture, you'll be able to see Lucifer's hoof. Holy <laughs> crap. So. I just realized something, right? So. Halo 3. So. I would be your daddy's skull. Do you so. remember you had to jump through the seven Halo rings in a specific order to get that skull? Does anyone else remember Halo 3 skull hunting? Because that. No, I never skull hunted because I hated skull hunting. I hated it too. But seven if you, gates of hell. Halo, Halo 3. 3. <laughs> Guys, Halo 3 is from the devil. Did you guys ever play Dante's Inferno? 
Came out in 2009. It was a great game. <laughs> I think literally six people played that game. But everybody played Halo 3. I wasn't one of the six. I was. It was a great game. <laughs> but back to my story. So, um, with so many people coming to the town for as a tourist attraction to go through the gates, then they're like, you know what? We're going to take these down. So they took down the gates. Now, the story behind this um, and how there are gates there is for two reasons. One, an insane asylum, and two, a psychotic doctor. And so with the insane asylum, um, they said that there were a lot of inmates there that um, people practiced on, stuff like that. Practiced what on? Practiced on the patients. um, Practiced what? Medications or different... Um, basically which doctor practices and stuff Real quick, like as a college student, did you ever go through any um, practicing, like supposedly back in, I think it was the 70s? No, no, that's way too long ago. Early 2000s or whatever, you could, as a college student, you could get paid money to try out different sedatives and whatnot? I never tried that. You never heard that? No, that's I haven't. horrible. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah, I'm good. Um, so back to my story, um, with that, they would practice on these people and stuff, but then there was a fire that happened at this asylum and the, because it was in a remote location, dent, like in the dense forest there, the firefighters were not able to get to it in time. Oh no. And so these people were able to either escape or they died in the fire or, they were beaten to death by the township. And so because of this, then it was, it opened up the gates of hell. I like how that one incident, like out of all of the horrible incidents that probably happened in Pennsylvania, that one doesn't. (laughs) No, that makes sense actually. So what they're saying is the seven gates to hell are in Pennsylvania. Pretty much. That explains so much. No, it doesn't. Sam, what does it explain? They should open in Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Or Arkansas. A lovely state. I feel like. Or Georgia. I feel like if anywhere, the seven gates of hell should be. No, actually, it should be in Cali. (laughs) It really shouldn't be in Georgia because the devil lost a fiddle fight down there, and so he's done going to Georgia. (laughs) (laughs) The devil lost a fiddle fight. (laughs) That sentence needs to be a t-shirt. <laughs> the devil lost a fiddle fight. <laughs> oh, so geez. the other story behind the seven gates of hell is that there was a psychotic doctor working on patients and... What is the definition of psychotic? Crazy. Every know. doctor ever in the <laughs> okay, 19th I want, century. I just want to see what, what your answer would be. But he was practicing on different people and patients and stuff like that to... Basically, hey, summon demons. So, like, what if hey. you put like an arm on their chest? Hey, right? <laughs> I mean, like, what would happen then? Like, what if their belly hey. button had a hey. leg? Hey, guys, you know how you're alive. What if we took out all your veins? Yeah. Well, while you're alive, very... let's see if we can like. You know how like they Who do. Who are you referencing? Nobody. Oh. <laughs> it's like you know how they make like those those computers that like all the circuits are out. What if we did that with you, guys? What if you didn't have feet? <laughs> Sounds like a great I, idea, James. The question, okay, so we're people, psychotic doctors. I think all doctors are a little bit crazy because 
in a good way because I appreciate you. How many hours they have to spend in the books? I, I appreciate Hello? I appreciate doctors. I'm very happy we have them, but you are all insane because you have to look at the inside of people. And you're okay with it. Like, and you're okay with it. You're just like, huh, that's a kidney. This is normal. That's a stomach. I forget where I was going with that. Anyways. Everyone's a little psychotic. Doctor. So he would work, he would practice on these patients and try summoning demons and different like. Oh, sounds like my doctor. Yep, pretty much, you know. Just just hold on, James. Um, I'm going to slit your wrist real quick. Um, is it nothing? This is happen? a summoning spell? I mean <laughs> procedure? I mean, not a summoning procedure, you know. Like it's a, so we're trying to summon Satan. <laughs> you might feel some drafts of wind or maybe, I don't know. Just like the occasional, like you might salt, smell some sulfur. Here's some salt. You might if you, feel if somebody you, trying to possess you. Just don't worry about it. It's all right. If you feel anything burning, just don't tell me about it. Fine. If you feel a little bit warm, toasty, like there's a fire nearby, don't worry about it. Fine. I feel angelic. Like there's... Do you, if you feel like if you if you look over and you see me like sitting in the middle of a pentagram with candles all around, don't worry about it. It's fine. How you we see horns on somebody, don't worry about it. Fine. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just Sam talking to me on a normal basis. <laughs> we, we worry the horns about it a lot. No, the... if you ever see me sitting in a pentagram, don't worry about it. <laughs> Hello, James. Hi. Sam's in the Walmart parking lot. <laughs> in the toy aisle. <laughs> I'm saying, why are you holding Wait, that chalk? <laughs> don't worry about it. Anyways. I want that early release. So. The township obviously has been disbanding these stories and saying that they're fake and that you don't actually go to hell. Well, I say we take a There's podcast road trip. There's one way to find out. Greg, you're going to go through the seven gates. Let us know what you find out. <laughs> go straight to hell. Why can't we Calls just... us? Okay, guys, this is pretty, this is, this is pretty lit. Uh... <laughs> That was lame. Click. <laughs> Guy, guys, I'm on gate four. I'm really scared to go through gate five. There's a lot of skeletons here, and I'm just yeah. really scared. See, because I heard that no one made it through gate five. I don't know if you mentioned that before, but like, no one made it through gate five and lived. It's interesting. So let's make it through gate seven and work our way backwards. No, you have to go in a specific order, Sam. So it's exactly like the I would be your daddy skull in Halo 3. Pretty much. But nobody else knows that, Sam, because nobody else played Halo 3. Oh. Except for millions and millions and millions <laughs> yeah, of people. Except for whoever made it like the top-selling game in 2005 or whenever that came out. I mean, whatever. 2007. How can you not remember that? I don't know my ears. He only remembers 2005. Revenge of the Sith is released. 2007. Halo 3 <laughs> is released. It's very easy to confuse the two best things that happened to me in my life. Those are two completely separate things. So, Randy, you don't matter. <laughs> That's all I heard. What year did I get married? Uh, 2003? Uh, I don't remember. Dang, you been married a minute. Anyways. Sorry. I, I was six. I mean, that's pretty much the end of my story, so. Um, Bro, that was sick. It's We cut you off constantly. Pretty much, but, I mean, it's it's a very interesting story. Now, as a white person, as my girlfriend would say, we are very curious, and this is why we die a lot in horror movies. <laughs> that's true. I, I do I've seen that meme where it's like white people looking white people in horror movies are like Jessica where are you at oh I gotta go find Jessica and it's like black people in horror movies screw Jessica she's dead 
I like the, uh, I think it's the State Farm commercial where it's like a bunch of college students trying to hide from a, uh, like a serial killer. And they're like, quick, let's get, let's, uh, we got to find some place to hide. He's like, look, there's a running car right there. And they're like, no, let's go hide behind that wall of running chainsaws. <laughs> and the murder's just like right there. like. And he's like behind the... him. He's just like, yeah, he's like, what the heck? This is too easy. State Farm. Shocked Pikachu face. What? But so as, Sam, what else? Oh wait, sorry. I was no. gonna say, as a curious white guy, I really want to go test this theory out just to see if if I go through. If you go invite me, I'll 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 probably be down. Five gates. See if I will still live, and if I can make it through a sixth gate. Imagine this though, right? What if? Okay, so you you figure out the specific order, and you said they're all in different people's land. Mm-hmm. What if the fifth gate was on a serial killer's land, dude? And so no one makes it through the fifth gate because he just waits there with whatever his weapon of choice is and just kills whoever walks through that gate. He's like, hey, you want to go to hell? <laughs> well, it would have to be a family of serial killers because obviously this myth has been around for a long time. So maybe this guy know, would have to be raising sons and daughters of serial killers. and be like, sure people do. All right, guys, this you is know? the plan. So you're going to grow up and you're going to live only to kill people that go through that gate. Your right there. sole purpose in life is to send people <laughs> through this gate. What is this? Kill them. What is this accent? I you're don't saying? know. <laughs> go back uh, down let's south. Go, let's go. We gotta figure out the. Okay. Uh, so my next one, my next myth and or legend, is supposedly the most haunted house in early America. Oh, in early America? Yes. Not even Roanoke, because that was a house. Yeah, not even the house of Whoa, Roanoke. What? So. I'm going to butcher this name, but it's a uh, Congelier or Congelier. Uh, it's spelled C-O-N-G-E-L-I-E-R. Congelier. I'm going to call it Congelier for the entirety of this episode. I'm sorry if I butchered it. What were you saying, James? No. Okay. So Congelier Mansion or Congelier House is called the house the devil built. Oh, no. And it's right in the middle of those seven gates. <laughs> Sam, real quick. <laughs> Sam, real quick. Did you know that Chuck Norris was born in a cabin he built with his own hands? That's amazing. So this is Did you know that devil. Chuck Norris wasn't born? He just stopped wearing his mother? You know, I have never seen Daniel Boone I and have... Chuck Norris in the same room. <laughs> We're on to something. Guys, this is the real conspiracy. We just overlooked Sam's great joke. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Anyways, the Congolier. The Congolier mansion. mansion. So this house was uh, built back in the 1870s, right? You know, it's a happy house, happy life, happy, you know, people. But, tragedy strikes. The lovely, happy married couple and their child that live there have tragedy. In the form of, as you would guess, the man cheating on the woman. Oh, no. What? He sleeps with the maid. (gasps) Is it Arnold Schwarzenegger? How did you guess? (laughs) In 1870? Yeah, 1871. He Um, ages really well. Dang. So the original owner was uh, Charles Wright Congolier. And uh, yeah, he was having an affair with the maid. Oh, no. Um, So wouldn't you know it, when when his wife found out, he, uh, he was killed. She stabbed him. And then she what? cut off the mistress's head. What? Mm-hmm. First off, why would you get a maid or approve of a maid that is very beautiful? Well, how do we know that she was beautiful? 
Maybe Ooh. she was hideous, and he just was like, "I'm tired of you. I'm gonna go." Maybe with he this just lady. had a weird, you know. He's just like, "You're, you know what? He is a golem fetish." Yeah, or he has a maid fetish, and it didn't matter what the maid looked like. <laughs> Maybe they had a really strong heart connection, you know, and the wife just wasn't. They they weren't committed that way. I don't know. Maybe he was just drunk one night. Maybe it was a made up story just to add to like myth and legend about this house like and what sell Sam tickets. Normally does. So, <clears throat> so as you might guess, you know, these gruesome murders that take place, uh, at that time, that's not very common. Like, brutal, murder, brutal, mur- brutal murder, murder. Murder's probably pretty common. Murder. Murder, but not, not murder with the head is cut off. Um, it's more grisly, more gruesome than typical murders um, at the time. So, the house is not really able to be sold. No one really wants it because of what happened in it. And supposedly there's an evil aura of around the house. Have you ever rented an apartment? All sorts of horrible, evil stuff has gone inside. Yeah, apartments. Living, Would you like living to hear about my story in one second? Let him finish it. Um, so it was then purchased by a railroad company and it was a place for the workers to stay, but they soon moved out because they would hear blood curdling screams coming out of the walls. Maybe it was Same just Carl with his night terrors. Exactly. PTSD from the War of 1812. Sam in the <laughs> oh. Um. Oh, guys, it's Carl. So then, Ooh. once again, the house was left empty until 1901 when it was purchased by a doctor. A nice, sweet doctor. Kind, innocent doctor that's definitely not psychotic like Greg's last story. Wouldn't do anything terrible. Um, he was kind of a recluse and the neighbors would not really see him. Um, but then all of a sudden one night those things changed. Uh, the neighbors heard screaming and ran to see what was happening at the house of mystery. Ooh, doctor, what's going on? Is that the way they asked him when they're doctor? This isn't a bathtub. It's a (laughs) pool. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) This isn't a pool. This isn't a beach. This isn't a beach. It's a bathtub. (laughs) Nobody told me this. What? So, to their shock upon investigating the house, um, there was suddenly like a violent shaking of the ground around them. The house was uh, like the sidewalks were cracking. The windows shattered. All the windows in the house shattered. And a uh, a bright light seemed to like burst throughout the house. It was aliens. <laughs> well, that all settles, right? The house is still standing. Maybe it was an earthquake, you know? Maybe it was 2012 happening, the movie 2012. <laughs> In 1871. <laughs> oh, no, the Mayans were really off. Oh, the, <laughs> darn you, Mayans! As they fall into a hole in the ground. <laughs> Um, but no, when they investigated the house after that, they actually found a uh, decomposing body of a woman strapped to a bed. Whoa. Then they also found five more bodies, all of them beheaded, in the basement. Okay, real quick. So you said at the top of this that there's not many grisly murders back then. But I think the fact is actually, <laughs> I think the thing is actually, they just weren't reported. I think people were dying left and right. And that people were just saying, oh, they just left. Oh, they just ran away because there was no communication back then. There was no reason. There's no record of grisly murder because 
Why would there be a record of grisly murder? People just got literally got away with murder for no reason. Exactly. Because it's the 1870s and nothing is happening on the law enforcement side because America's barely 100 years old. In my opinion, the no, world... It's not even 100... America was not even 100 years old in 1871. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very early on. Uh, very early on. Definitely a lot of brutal murders. Uh, but nothing, nothing. People not are exactly like, a clean record. People are like, oh, the world's getting worse in 2019. No, it's been way worse. Like, I'm, in my opinion, like, the world is just the same, if not, like, We just either, have better medicine now. Well, I was going to say, we have the media that just... We got legal weed, bro. <laughs> yeah. The media is able never to had that before. spread any story across the entire world in like two seconds. And the thing yeah. is, th- that's yeah. the problem with media. A lot of media is it's either super far right or super far left, and you don't know what's actually the real news. And because of our like attention span problem, the I got bored of what you were saying. Exactly. The new problem that that came about with this new generation of media is. It's not about being right. It's about being first. Yep. So if you have the story and you can break it and you can be like, breaking headline, big bad thing happened in the world today. This person is bad. We should hate them. That goes massively public. Everyone shares it on their Facebook. But then let's like say- Kevin Spacey. I have no idea. But like three days later, right, the corrected news story comes out and you realize, oh, there's another side to this story. Things aren't so bad as they seem. Maybe the person that everyone hated may not have been so bad after all. Yeah, and then that that corrected so that corrected story gets put out there, but then it's already covered over by the next big headline, and so half the people that shared the initial inflated story never see that there's a corrected version, and uh, they go around believing that crazy story. So yep. it's just, yeah, you don't hear about all these big bad murders because a lot of them just happened in local newspapers, and they're like. So and so killed their so and so, and so and so happened, and then it it wasn't a national world news media thing going down. Let and me go and deliver this newspaper from Pennsylvania all the way over to California, which isn't even like a. I don't know exactly. So uh, you're good at ge- geography. Yeah, I don't do history. So I just do numbers. So what else about the the mansion, Sam? Well, you know, it's uh, that's kind of where the the horrificness of occurrences stops. But the decomposing woman's body found on top of a bed, strapped there. The uh, the doctors, the haunting do- conti- doctor Doofenshmirtz. <laughs> Don't responsible. use his name in vain. Ah, was, yes, Perry the Platypus. He was trying to take over the tri-state area. What if I took you to my basement? From one house. Ah. <laughs> uh. So, Dr. Doofenshmirtz, the R-rated movie. Actually, though, imagine this, right? G.I. Joe's Dr. Mindbender, but it's an R-rated psychothriller. Like the newest Joker. Yeah, where he, like, tortures the people. Because in the original comics of G.I. Joe, Dr. Mindbender took innocent civilians and then tortured them until their minds were broken and then made them into the Cobra Troopers. It's dark but it's just like it's hidden away in the comics good lord yeah that is dark dude cobra was bad how many cared back in those days they're like oh this is cool this is the 70s my dad did that with mk ultra <laughs> also kind of funny have you ever watched the comedy kind of funny have you ever watched the comedy uh dodgeball with ben stiller i don't think i have 
I'm not a huge fan of that style of comedy, but I it was on oh it was on TV at a um place that we were at and so we watched it. Um it's about these these competing gyms that duel in a dodgeball competition and it's the average Joes versus the professional dodgeball players versus the other the other team. Well, they're they're they have gyms like uh fitness gyms and then they go into this competition to see who wins because the one is like really big and powerful and is trying to buy the other one basically okay um so there's the average joe's and then i forget what the other one was but um the average joe right so so the one team names themselves the average joe's and the other gym names themselves the cobras and their emblem is literally just like a slight ripoff of the gi joe and cobra logo and i noticed that and i'm like they're referencing G.I. Joe versus Cobra. They're referencing... I was really happy. And yeah, that took me too long to put together. The it's average Joe. Because well, in the Nerd comics, alert. they called them Joes. They hey, weren't G.I. Joes. Shut they were Jock. Yo, Joe. So, Sam, what else do you have for us about this mansion? So, next, and I forgot, I should mention, as I'm going through this, there is a little bit more horror that takes place. Here. Um, um, the place gets bought up by a gas company to again house workers oh no um and as at first all these strange occurrences were written off as just like you know oh no employees being disgruntled i'm so angry i'm going to poop on the floor <laughs> but it's actually the ceiling <laughs> you wake up there's just a guy pooping on the ceiling <laughs> That would be terrifying. <laughs> He's just crouched. You Could you imagine in uh, in your bedroom you at wake, your apartment? Wait, wait, wait. In your bedroom at your apartment, you wake up, there's a dude pooping on your <laughs> ceiling. No, wait. You wake up. Think about that audience. <laughs> you wake up. You look up. There's a man crouched on your ceiling making eye contact with you pooping on the ceiling. <laughs> the eye contact just makes it so much better. Just You're just like... And you... Sam, I'm gonna poop on your ceiling, man. We're gonna pray for you. <laughs> then he just climbs out the window <laughs> from the ceiling. He walks across the ceiling. You're making a joke. What if this actually happened tomorrow? There was no apparent like human cause behind these things, and so I mean, like the the walls were growling. People were being pushed around. <laughs> Wait, what? Like the like the, made that raccoon. You know, noise upset. in the walls, essentially. Um, <laughs> odd smells. <laughs> Um, lighting issues where like the lights would be flickering or like glowing and stuff like that. Dark shadows that would move. And then one fateful, ah, a light disturbance. It's a light disturbance. Quick. Somebody's taunting us. Oh no. So then there was this one very eventful night where supposedly the building seemed to come to life and you whole house was basically doing what it did with the doctor, shaking, rumbling, breaking glass. Ooh, scary. Um, and when all of that was said and done, one man was found with a stake of wood stabbed through his heart, and the police found two more dead bodies in the basement. Again, with the freaking basement! Dun, dun, dun! And so, as is, you know, with history, it's it was hard to sell the building from after each event, um, it was interesting because back in the 1920s, Thomas Edison actually visited the house 
to test his machine that he was working on that could supposedly communicate with the dead. Um, I would guess that that probably didn't work too well. But... Because you can't communicate with the dead. With all the demon possessions and horrifying things that took place there, uh, the building actually blew up in 1927 because of a local gas company uh, making oopsie a mistake. Oopsie doopsie. <laughs> they did oopsie doopsie. Um, and there's now a building Darn. that sits on it, the Carnegie Science Center, and it is said to still have experiences of residual energy from the land. All right, so, uh, Greg, after that uh, debacle with the last story, what do you have? Well, we never talked about the death chair. I, I just mainly just wanted to say that I really want to try it out because supposedly if you were to sit in the death chair, then you, are, you will die weeks later because it is cursed. That's what I found, so, too. But you know what? The, how they solve that? They hang the chair on the wall. It's like hanging on the wall. I have heard a lot of things about a death chair. I don't know if it's the same one you guys are talking about, but people that would sit in a specific chair would die after like a week or two weeks or something. Or probably the same chair. The, probably the same chair. So yeah, they hung it on a wall. And the, uh, have you ever tried sitting on a chair on a wall? I haven't. I'm assuming it's pretty hard. And you probably would die from falling off the Unless chair. Unless <laughs> the house is on Gravity Hill. Unless you were the man pooping on the ceiling and you just need to take, <laughs> you just want to take a seat somewhere. Well, maybe if you sit in the death chair, you become the man pooping on the ceiling. <laughs> you sit in it, you die. I don't like any of this. Stop it. <laughs> Hello, I'm the guy on the ceiling. But I just, I just mainly want to say that as a white guy, I just really want to go dry out this so I can. Hey, die. so you know <laughs> how my skin is this color? I want to go sit in the death chair. I want to die. <laughs> How about all those people that are sentenced to death row? Have them sit in the death chair and just test it out. It'd be like a 50-50 raffle. (laughs) (laughs) So, Greg, what else do you have for us today? On Pennsylvania, myths and legends. I have a goblin story. Goblin story? About a monk. Is it green goblin? No, it is not a green goblin. From Spider-Man? Nope. Does he throw pumpkins? No. He's not the great pumpkin from Charlie Brown. Bro. That's actually this story is actually pretty boring, so I don't know why I even bothered well, to read give it. Give us a quick synopsis then. No, it's actually kind of interesting, but it is very short. So I like this story though. It is kind of interesting. So Sam has also been- So this goblin story is about this monk that would um during the what what is it called when he Renaissance? No, when when people go he church. was doing confessional. Confessional. Thank oh, okay. you. Okay, sorry. So when the monk would do confessions with rich people, he would take their stories and then blackmail them so he can make money off of them. See, that is not a man of God. He made That's a, a man. Go ahead. Of Satan. He made a lot of money off that. He did make a lot of money off of it. Well, think about it. You have all of the dirt on people because they feel obligated by religion to come and talk to you. But you are also just a human, which is just as flawed as they are. And so, you know, during that time, everybody that was good grammar. Like they had to go talk to God. And so they go talk to a man of God. And then... Be like, so you know how you cheated on your wife last week? <laughs> that doesn't have to be published in the newspaper if you give me $5. Because it's really early time, so $5 is like $500. So, he would make a lot of money off of these rich people... By blackmailing them. But then he eventually became even more corrupt and then beat a woman to death. And so from that, the townspeople um, 
killed him. Basically, they hung him. They hung him. So hung him. they made sure he was not going to blackmail anybody anymore. And then, <laughs> well, that's what happens when you take off. <laughs> so you can take a, you can blackmail like one or two rich people, but when you start blackmailing all of the rich people, uh, they uh, rich people have power. Don't take them off. But they'll he, end up hanging you. He was mainly hung just because he beat a woman to death. Well, that too. If you start blackmailing rich people, <laughs> you're definitely going to beat a woman to death. So, <laughs> he... That's the moral of the story. The myth of the the story is that he came <laughs> back to life as a monk. Or not a monk, but like as a goblin. And then he went back to the church that he was at. And then he killed his fellow monks. Whoa. And like bit their heads he off. He ate them. Ate them and... Eight, three else. of them, supposedly. And then, yeah. What do you think goes through people's heads that start myths like this? I need money. What can I make up to make a lot of money? Do you think they made a lot of money, though? I doubt it. Yeah, me too. But I like that one. It's a good classic revenge tale, right? So, a, a revenge of, tale of what? A I'm, a ter- bit, I'm a, a terrible... A little bit of haunting spiciness at the end. I'm a terrible person. Mm. The entire town kills me. I came back and murdered some monks. Because they were the reason I died. Yep. They gave me away. They gave my position away. So to wrap up this uh, wonderful Myths and Legends episode, um, we're going to take you to Elk County. Elk County, Pennsylvania, USA. Picture this, right? The, the state of Pennsylvania. Okay. what is Right it? in the middle. Okay. And then a little bit north. It's like kind of <laughs> like, that's kind of where Elk County is. It's kind of like. So right in, in the middle, but north. It's like upper, upper, it's like upper in the top central. right corner, but it's also right in the middle. But then because of the gates of hell, it's actually <laughs> on the bottom. It'll teleport you to the other part of Pennsylvania. That's why you never make it through gate five. You yep. teleport to the other side of Pennsylvania. And then nobody goes to that part of Pennsylvania because it's Pennsylvania, guys. Hey, you know what? Pennsylvania is actually quite nice. I know it is. I can tell you all the wonderful stories of my family growing up there. I've been there like twice. All right. So this legend begins... 145 years from the time that this article was written. So I didn't do the math and qualify that. But it's pretty recent. It's that's, this that's is relatively recent. This is from the Civil War. Okay, Civil War, which was in 1860 or okay. like in the 1860s. Um so about 160 years now. Roughly, give or take. Okay. About 160 years ago and 175 miles Southwest of the Elk County line, um, there was a a payroll in transit. A payroll in transit to Union soldiers. Um, and we like the Union. How much are we talking? The Union is the good guys. How much are we talking? Do we have a price? A well, price tag on on this uh, shipment of money. In in the today's money, it would be roughly in the realm of you know twenty to thirty million. Okay. So who's getting so paid? A hefty mil, a hefty million, a hefty amount of money being transported by one guy. This is a group of guys. This okay. guy. So this would have been. Um, well, I'll just give you a quick preface. Um, the legend says that a Union lieutenant by the name of Castleton was given orders in the spring of 1863 to proceed to proceed from Wheeling, West Virginia, which is on the Ohio West Virginia border to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, with two wagons equipped with false bottoms holding the gold bars 
uh, for payroll for the soldiers there in Harrisburg. Um, and this was about the time of like, you know, Gettysburg and crazy stuff is going about, about to go down. Um, he was ordered to travel northeast to avoid encountering General Robert E. Lee's Confederate army, which was massing towards the July Battle of Gettysburg. So okay. it was they're moving north into get into uh, Union territory. And the thing is, travel back then is not like, oh, instead of going on the I-90, I'm going to turn off on I-75 and then just avoid, right. you know, Georgia, because I know roads. That's exactly and, how that and works. And imagine this, too. Instead, it's like, so we have this wagon train. Well, there's two wagons, but yeah, I we, mean, it's a wagon. It's a small wagon train. It's a small wagon train. Uh, we have food for this amount of days. Right. And uh, Pe- uh, Pennsylvania is extremely hilly. Oh yeah. So nowadays they've they've flattened areas. They've actually cut through mountains with dynamite to make you know roads more level. But even with those improvements, it's absolutely gorgeous when you crest a hill. It's beautiful. And you look out and you see all the trees and you go, "Wow!" It is absolutely and it's like beautiful. the sunrise. And for some reason, you're driving in the morning and you're like, "There's Why fog am I over late? the mountains." Or I could it's, just talk about Norway and how that's just so much better. Well then, move to Norway. Yeah, move to Norway. Oh, Actually, don't. I would, please stay I would here. Love to. <laughs> but it, stay. but Norway is so much better. But imagine going up these hills in a wagon. You know, it's very crazy. Could you imagine the oxen <clears throat> having? That's something we don't talk about. Like the oxen, like going downhill. That would be weird. Yeah, all the strain because would they, be pushing they to, forward. They just hop in the cart and they're like, "All right, see you guys." And are they transporting gold? Well, they're they're transporting the gold in the false bottom of. Is the, it gold though? Yeah, it'd be gold bars. Okay. Um, approximately 50 pounds each. Oh, wow. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. A lot of gold. <clears throat> so one of the things to notice is that the, the other soldiers were actually not aware of the, the gold necessarily. Mm. Not all of them were. That's a good idea. And because of the, the current military situations that were occurring, they kind of had to take some backwards routes. There's a, there's a whole detailed, uh, layout Itinerary. of their, of their r- approximate, directions through these mountains where they would cut back and try and make it to this town and and whatnot but the the person i mentioned earlier the um lieutenant castleton he falls ill during this trip he gets a high fever and becomes very delirious so a mr connors takes over command of the wagon train and they try and make it to their destination what ends up happening eventually is that in his sickness uh in his sickness, Castleton reveals the location of the gold in the wagons. Uh, Mr. Connors is, you know, assumes command again as, as Castleton falls ill again, and they, uh, they set out. But this time, you know, someone else knows that there's gold with this wagon train. And Which is never good when you're in the middle of nowhere. Not a good idea. There's gold, because then you can make iPhones. Things go south and... There's a lot of golden iPhones, dude. That's true. Things go very poorly and uh, Mr. Connors and two men end up going ahead to a city to get help and comes back 10 days later with a search party with the army and they find only abandoned wagons. Whoa. Right. So supposedly the uh, the gold is buried somewhere in that region. Um, they question Mr. Connors intensely to make sure that he wasn't the one that took the gold because where there's motive and uh, means then there is suspects crime 
I don't know. <laughs> but there's motives and means. There's a crime. Because Connors is the only survivor. Well, Connors and one man are the only survivor. They're, of course, the prime suspect because they left uh, Carl, Carl Castleton, Castleton um, with the remaining men and they split up. And Castleton has all the gold. Connors goes to the city, the nearest city, and gets help. Um, and so they actually made a search back in the 1800s, several instances where they searched for the gold. They never were able to track it down. Um, but that just leads to, you know, a very legendary tale where treasure hunters from the turn of the century up to the present with metal detectors and all cor- sorts of, uh, you know, searching The question with that tactics. is, let's say you're from the South and you find it. Is it your goal or do you have to give it back to the Union? Who has right to that gold? This is where it gets interesting. It's mine. Now, <laughs> technically, there is some precedent for it to be yours, or at least that because you found it, you deserve a cut of it. Uh, for instance, in Europe, there's a lot of people that do treasure hunting when the Thames is at the low tide. Uh, they're called mudlarkers because they're, they're yeah. crouched over. They're picking through the rocks. And they can keep just about anything that they find, but if it's older than 200 years... They have to report it to the museum of, or the London Museum, or the museum. I don't know. I think it's the London Museum, um, and they'll document it. And if it's something of historical significance, they'll keep it. But they have to pay you its value. So if it's a five thousand dollar gold ring, you get five thousand hmm. dollars, or five thousand pounds because it's Europe money. But so you know, actual. So you don't like, good money. Lose out on anything. Uh, right, so you don't lose out on anything, and of course, you also get the credit. So if it's ever put on display your name is actually accredited to the piece. And see, what I've heard is actually if you uh, are deep sea diving and you find a wrecked ship, um, depending on who owned the ship back in the day, they get to claim it. That's what I heard. Interesting. And so that you you can get nothing to it. Um, well, there's it's it's tricky business because there's a lot of different things when it comes to treasure hunting because there's international waters, there's owned waters. Um, a good example of this, the, the best example that I know of, um, back in the day, well, back in like the 1600s, 1700s, along the coast of Florida, there's, I think, 12 Spanish uh, treasure ships that came from Asia down through South America around, the Cape, uh, around Cape Horn, and they're loaded with treasure from South America and Asia. They get hit by a hurricane off the coast of uh, Florida. All of them sink except for one. One limps back to Europe. And they are still presently at the bottom of the ocean. Six have been found, and there's, I think, another one being excavated now that they believe is the flagship, carrying a thousand chests of silver. Wow. Now, back, I think this was probably back in like the 40s or 50s, maybe. Some guy who'd been researching it, some treasure hunter, bought the the rights from the government or from the state to have the sole salvage rights to that stretch of land from the water's edge to the ocean. So if you go to that beach along the stretch of land that he technically owns, you can't metal detect in the water. You can, when the water recedes at low tide, you can metal detect all that shore. When the water comes up, it's his because he owns the salvage rights in the water. That's crazy. He's since died, but his children and his crew have taken over. 
And it's amazing because when a hurricane comes in like this last one, uh, metal detectors, metal detectorists swarm those beaches. And some guy just this year found, um, I think he found like 60 gold coins and they're from wow. these wrecks and it's each one is worth 20 to $30,000. Oh my Dang. gosh. So, so he's six times twenty thousand dollars. Sixty, sixty coins. Oh, I'm sorry. Sixty coins times twenty or thirty thousand. It's it's like crazy. Bitcoin back in the day. Yeah, pretty much. So, going back to this story, right? Where they're you're right. The treasure that's buried in these hills is technically government money. It was government payroll. Technically, we don't know. Right. But it was probably buried in the hills. Probably. That's what the legend says anyways. Now, it gets curious because, um, well, this was fairly recently as I understand it, but there's a father and son uh, team that's hunting the, for this treasure. They've devoted their life. They spent $20,000 as wow. treasure hunters to, to search for just this treasure. And they believe they found it. They'd been doing some research and they'd been doing some searching and... Uh, this was a uh, government-owned land. It's like a preserve or like yeah. a national forest region. And so they had to find a way, going through all the legal loopholes and, and such, to actually get into that region to dig. And in doing so, the FBI shows up. Oh, no. Yeah. Very near. Uh, I love um, when that happens. <laughs> so there's actually a, there's a, a full-on court-sanctioned excavation uh, which the FBI oversees. There's digging for days on end, and this is in the middle of winter, so it's cold, icy, and miserable. And at the end of it all, the FBI invites up the father and son to come over and, and look at this hole. Supposedly, from, what, from my understanding, they actually got a signal, whether with a metal detector or ground-penetrating radar, they got a, a signal that indicated there was a massive amount of gold in this spot. <laughs> <clears throat> so they've excavated all of this and the FBI personally brings them up in what actually turns out to be kind of a humiliating situation. They like, come here, look at this hole. The hole is empty. You dummies basically is what happened in interviews. The father and son both say how stupid they were made to feel about this whole treasure thing. Now, Sounds like a men in black situation. Right. And so that all gets packed up. The FBI leaves and yeah, zoop. the, uh, the file for this investigation is still under wraps. You can't actually access it to see what's going on. Um, but there's an interesting take that I found because there's the New York times article. And then there is a local newspaper article from the area and and a lot of the locals actually think that there was or claim to have seen night digging, like lights on at night up in the hills mm. with noises of digging and, and such like that. Mm. So the, the rumor is mm. that possibly the FBI managed to find the gold mm. much sooner than the treasure hunters ever could while, by digging at night. And... Uh, Yes, it was it was kind of cryptic when they left. When the FBI ended up packing up, saying that there was nothing there, they said it was, uh, um, like an older <laughs> sibling being like, ah, I don't know who took the last Reese's pieces, right? I don't know. 
It's weird. It's like you're so dumb for thinking there were more Reese's. Like you're you're stupid. I oh. have no idea. And then like they turn around, there's like six of them hanging out in their back pocket. Why would there be only one Reese PC left? See, I meant Reese's in general, like the the, the cups, and then I said Reese's PCs, which is a small M M&M. and M, uh, and yeah, that didn't make any sense. Right, but. The interesting thing is, as it goes deeper, is that the federal agents, as they're wrapping up and leaving, they kind of cryptically like tack on to the end of their whole like farewell that this whole thing that they were doing was part of a quote unquote ongoing investigation. And then they declined any further comment. And all court documents related to the dig are still sealed. Okay. This is a fairly recent thing, so I don't know when you know you, you can actually like access them or if there's like freedom of information after a certain time. But it's very suspicious. And so it smells fishy to me. So all we really know is that back in 1863, on the verge of the Battle of Gettysburg, one of the major deciding factors of the outcome of the Civil War, a lone wagon train goes off and has to divert from a probably well-known trail into the wilds of Pennsylvania where their leader falls ill. They separate one with 20 million modern gold and the other with only the hope of bringing help back. And so the rest gets lost to mystery and legend where modern treasure hunters are tracking down this gold. And I think that there's probably a gold legend similar to this in every state. I mean, Ohio has some that we covered in the Ohio myths and legends episode that we did but with this one so guys there's chests of gold everywhere you just gotta literally. find the right map it could be in your backyard i'll start digging even if your just parents start tell digging, you yeah people buried coins in the don't great depression <laughs> to say they didn't trust the banks during the great depression people go i still don't trust coins. banks i have i i chiseled somewhere in my apartment peeled up the carpet chiseled through the concrete buried all my money put the carpet back over it and poured concrete back hey, over it. Right, right here. My name's John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with this one, though, in particular, it got the attention of the FBI. They were digging on federal land, and who knows? Maybe the FBI found the gold before the treasure hunters. Maybe they did that intentionally and said... Did you imagine an FBI agent in a suit digging? Yeah, I don't think that was them. Yeah, probably uh, not. But you just kind of have to imagine, like... Is that the sound Maybe I don't know why he'd be like laughing like that. <laughs> <laughs> this gold's mine, sucker. It's, it's actually leprechauns. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Maybe their ongoing investigation was they were investigating local leprechaun legends. And when they found the pot of gold, the leprechauns jumped out, they arrested them, and then they're like, well, we can't tell everybody about this. And then uh, leprechauns are real. We can't yeah. let them know that Tricks they're are real for kids. And but I mean, I suppose there could be some conspiracy theory wrapped around the fact that this was Union government payroll, and so the FBI, in taking it, was just eliminating the possibility of having to pay some sort of reward. They took it to pay off the terrorists. Yeah. Wait, no, wait, that's the CIA, not the FBI. The FBI wants what's best for this country. The CIA right. does whatever what is the also CIA best for this country. The CIA does like MKUltra and Bay of Pigs and, you know, whatever else you want to talk about. Which is, in reality, is kind of good for, uh, you know, most Americans. To not know about it? 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't know about it. Don't you don't want to know about those things. Don't go down that rabbit hole. We're gonna die. I'm still alive unless I, unless this is the death chair and you're not telling me. The gr- the glass just yes. shatters and just. What's that weird red dot on your forehead? Hmm. So yeah, that's uh, that's the Elk County Gold legend, the legend of the Elk County Gold. That might be a better way of saying that. That is the myths of Pennsylvania, and that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast is lava episode number thirty. We're getting close to a year here shortly. It's October. 10th the day of this recording mm-hmm. um this will go up in a couple of weeks but we're getting close to a full year thank you so much for joining us greg it was good to have you we might have to have you on again um if you're so willing to drive an hour two hours i would love to i appreciate you having me so be sure to check us out on facebook and instagram for updates on what's going on pictures and whatnot um, you can listen to us on spotify itunes google play and podbean you can watch us on YouTube, uh, J- I think it's James Fox Podcast, or just type in this podcast is lava or T Pill. Um, if you want, if you have a question for us, a topic you want us to cover, or if you even want to be on the podcast, you can message us on Facebook, Instagram, or email us at this podcast is lava at gmail.com. You can also get your awesome This Podcast is Lava coasters by doing the exact same thing. So if you want a coaster, be sure to get message one us. Now. And get one for yourself, or two, or three, or four. Who knows? Maybe Christmas is coming up eventually. There's some in my chair. There's some in the air. There's some in your hair. What a flare. I'm basically Dr. Seuss over here. <laughs> Bars! Thank you so much for joining us, and have a wonderful morning, noon, or night. You're supposed to say bye now, Sam. Bye now. Bye-bye. I feel like that was a good podcast.